0: and welcome to The Breakfast Show. You are listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88 on the Faith FM Network and you are joined by Danuta and... And Matthew this morning. Good morning Matthew and welcome on board today. Hey, good morning
1: Danuta and good morning Australia.
0: Yes, good morning Australia, right across Australia. Hey, Lawson of course, of course is unfortunately not well still and Matt has been willing to step in for us. Matt, just tell us briefly a little bit about yourself.
1: Absolutely. So I came to Avondale University, which is our college where we want to study to be ministers and uh-huh. came back in, came and started there in 2018. So basically I'm paying my way there So there's semesters I have off where I work on the Tut Roadshow with Wayne French.
0: Ah, now Tut Roadshow, Wayne's going to be interviewed at the end of this week. There you go. So we'll be finding out more about that. And I I remember meeting you also on the Tut Roadshow and you really enjoy that. Uh, Just a fabulous roadshow that we're not going to give away all the information now, but it is a massive, massive semi-trailer that has got historical relics in. how, How would you describe it?
1: Absolutely, just that. And to give some more specific information, it's a semi-trailer pulled by a Prime Mover. That semi-trailer is divided into three rooms. The first room, we call it the Code Room. Second room is the Tomb Room, basically talking about Tutankhamun. And that last room is talking about the Dead Sea Scrolls, which we call the Scroll Room.
0: Love it. And so that's what Wayne is going to share more with us on Friday, which is really exciting. So, Anne, you, you, you're married and you've got uh, yes. children?
1: I do. I have three children altogether. And at the moment, uh, my wife studies at Avondale. Well, actually she finished her diploma and she is the secretary for the business school there at Avondale University.
0: That's fabulous. So you're both at Avondale Uni. And of course that's where Lawson is starting studying as well at the moment and where I studied several years ago to become a pastor. That is based in Kurumbong. Great university. We encourage you, if you want to find out, go to the website on that in every way to find out more yeah. info. And coming up on our show today, we have our interview with Jennifer Skews, which is always fabulous on emotional health. We're looking in the news segment on Gaza and also Jars found in the Egyptian tomb. And in our Bible study time, we are looking at Abraham's call, continuing on God's mission, our mission.
2: You're listening to The Breakfast
1: Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different.
0: You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Matthew. Hey, that, that song, kind of the sound of it, reminded me a little bit of Lion King.
1: Absolutely. Did
0: I? With you? I did. I was think thinking of Lion King straight away. But interesting. Hey, stuff. Hey, look, Matthew, it has come time for us to give our first quiz question this morning. Of course, if you are our first-time listener today... On Faith FM, we want to say a big welcome to you. But also we actually have, every single day, we have five quiz questions. And you can actually play and go uh, give answers. And when you text us in, you go in the draw on Friday morning. That happens at quarter to nine where you actually win some prizes, which we'll share with you very shortly. So right now, Matthew, can you read for us the first quiz question?
1: Gladly. Now, the first question is, Along with his unabated vigour, which of Moses' senses never grew weak during his life?
0: Mm, Good question. Mm. So that question again, please.
1: So along with his unabated vigour or his strength... Which of Moses' senses never grew weak during his life?
0: Yeah, so that question, give us your answer on 0491 064 669. And you will go into the draw for two books this week. The first one is called Convicted, which is about a young juvenile um, teenager who basically, yeah, got caught with guns and other stuff in his car On Halloween and ended up going into jail. Somebody actually gave him a Bible. And I think we'll play that segment probably in the next segment just before our next news segment. Um, And we have like a 30 or 40-minute clip that you can actually listen to. And the second book is... Uh, a Trip Into the Supernatural by Roger Morneau, who was into the occult himself um, and into the dark side of life, but how he actually ended up um, coming to the, the Lord and he shares really how we need to be aware of that whole great controversy between good and evil. So that question again, along with his unabated vigour, which of Moses' senses never grew weak during his life? Text us in your answer on 0491. 064669. And hey, this morning, Matt, can you read this one out for us, please? Lovely. This is a town that we're going to go to and say hi to some of our listeners. Where are we going?
1: Yes, Danuta. So we're going to morgan m-u-r-g-o-n Mergon, Queensland.
0: Oh, in Queensland. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you know where that is?
1: Absolutely not.
0: Oh. No. So I don't either. And I'm just thinking, I've just looked it up. Here we go. It's a rural town in South Burnett region, Queensland. And in the 2006, so they haven't actually updated everything on the 2021 census, but the 2016 one said there was a population of about 2,000, close to 2,400. So if you are listening from Mergen today, we would love you to text us in and let us know, what do you love about Mergen. What's made you live there? What do you love about Faith FM? We like to hear here that we say that your favourite show is The Breakfast Show. We've had a few people text that in. But we think all the shows throughout the day are absolutely fabulous. So keep tuning in throughout the day for those. But Mergen is the place we want to shout out absolutely um, huge hello and welcome on board today. All right, we're going to our good news. Do you like good news, Matt?
1: I prefer just good news, any day of the life of my life, anyway. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I need good news. A lot of the
0: time, when you turn the news on, hey, it's 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 harsh and negative news. Um, and so that's why we at Faith FM like to do positively different news. Now, here's some interesting and good news. They have um, archaeologists have actually found some sealed jars in an Egyptian queen's tomb. And it's actually been discovered by archaeologist Professor Christina Kula from University of Vienna and her team. Cool. And here's the thing. They've actually discovered, catch this, jars of wine um, that they found in Abydos. Now, Abydos is one of the most important archaeological sites in Egypt And they've actually found these jars of wine that they actually sealed. And they're dating them back to around about 5,000 years ago, so basically to around 3,000 BC. And they found them in the grave of an Egyptian queen's in 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 this Egyptian queen's tomb. Now, who is this Egyptian queen? They believe it's Queen Merit Neith from around 3,000 BC. And... Uh just going back to Abydos, uh just to give some information, I don't know if anyone knows where Abydos is, but I did have to look it up myself. Okay. Now Abydos is actually the upper part of Egypt. It's actually ten kilometres from the Nile River, of course, the main river through uh through Egypt, and it's the place of the Egypt's earliest kings. Now here's the thing, they've actually found a lot of items in this particular tomb belonging to oh uh Queen Merit Neith she is known historically they believe that she was the only female royal to well no here's the thing they what they've found is she's the only female royal to have her own tomb in this first royal cemetery in Abydos so this this place where her tomb is is actually the very first cemetery of where the kings were. But we have this one queen, which I love the fact that, that she's there too. Her tomb actually consists, they found that the whole complex is basically what they've been looking at. And the whole complex is basically they've actually found that there's actually, catch this, 41 tombs. 41 tombs within there, and they're actually for her, they were for her servants and her couriers. 41 tombs? 41, yeah, within that whole complex they found. It's huge. I know, isn't it massive? Yeah um and it was built of catch this unbaked mud bricks clay and wood so it's quite amazing that this has been found and it's actually obviously been covered over you know so in this desert area it's somehow been covered over but that this stuff has cuz you know um, yeah is 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 still there now here's the thing and you would know being on the Tut Road show cuz mm. you know you know a lot of this stuff and you've got some there's some great video clips in that Tut Road show too that Wayne will tell us about on Friday so keep tuned for Friday Here's the thing that the video clips even show, um, you know, in the tombs, inside some of the tombs, of course, in Egypt, um, and that and the ancient places. That how did how did archaeologists know who the tomb belonged to? Well, it's the inscriptions that are actually on the walls. That's
1: correct. I can add a little bit to that, uh, Danuta. Yes. So one thing we're fortunate to have received in history is the discovery of the Rosetta Stone.
0: Yes. Oh, yes.
1: And that helps us to, as you know, that Jean-Francois Champollion. He was the gentleman that was able to interpret uh, those uh, languages. The first one was in Demotic Greek um, and the second one in cursive Demotic Greek. So first one uh-huh. in capital letters, second right. one in running writing, and the last one is your hieroglyphics. He broke that down and is able to help us understand hieroglyphics, where Howard Carter, when he was digging, he saw the words in hieroglyphics. This is Tutankhamen's tomb. So if he hadn't been able to understand hieroglyphics because of that Jean-Francois Champollion, he would not have verified that he was actually at the tomb of Tutankhamun in order to dig it up. Which so, was a
0: major, major discovery. Absolutely. major. I know. Oh, I remember yeah. studying about Tutankhamun in high school yes. and we had to actually do a whole project on Tutankhamun. You know, the funny thing is, I, I don't know what the, the teacher did at the time, but we had a student who was always a, a really crazy kind of guy, <laughs> And I still remember walking into the library, catch this, walking into the library and he's got his face on the photocopier and then (laughs) his squashed face came out the other end. I'm going like, David, what are you doing? He's like... Well, I figured I'd put in a, an Egyptian mummy of myself into my project. So he, he did that on the photocopier. Not a good thing. I don't know what the teacher yeah. did with that one.
1: It sounds like he but, really loved his work.
0: Yeah, yeah. So here's the thing. They found the inscriptions on the tomb, of course, and um, they found that she was involved in treasury, and here's the thing that they actually say and this, um, as, as I'm wrapping up. Here's what the archaeologist uh, Christina says. The wine was no longer liquid and we can't tell if it was red or white. She said, we found a lot of organic residue Grape seeds and crystals, possibly tartar, and all of this is currently being scientifically analysed, which is interesting. We had a story earlier this week on grapes, but there we go. They've even found grape seeds, which is really interesting in there. But, you know, my mind goes to, and you know this story too, Matthew, but in John 2 where Jesus turned the water into wine... Mm. Absolutely. and the thing is the wine represent uh, is representative of his blood yeah. um and but the i mean there's so much we could unpack there but that was his first miracle and his um his miracles were as a sign for the glory of god that's right and so um you know that's really significant and i think if you want to read that story go to john chapter 2 and you can actually find that for yourself and so yeah we just want to encourage you and yeah just we love finding out about archaeological findings here And how it links with the Bible right now.
2: You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different.
0: Unfortunately, Lawson's still sick. Uh, Keep him in your prayers. I know so many of you love hearing him on the show, and unfortunately, he is still struggling to get better. So, Matthew's filling in for us today. We're really grateful for that. In every way. Hey, we just want to give all of our listeners today a huge apology. We've just found out a short while ago that unfortunately we were not on air for probably the first eight to ten minutes. Mm. We're sorry for that. Some technical hitches there. Sorry, guys. And um, we just, we are live and online now. So, yeah, you missed our welcome and a little bit about Matthew. So maybe later on we may get the chance to actually ask Matthew some of those questions a little bit about. Himself, uh, right now too. We're going to go back to our first quiz question because we're thinking you probably missed that in the segment where we were not on air. So Matthew, can you take away, please, first our first quiz question.
1: Our first quiz question. Now, just uh, to guide me, Danuta, we're going to repeat that first question.
0: That first question, and then we'll move to the second one.
1: So that first question is along with his unabated vigor. Or strength. Which of Moses' senses never grew weak during his life? And I'll read that again. During his unabated vigour, which of Moses' senses never grew weak during his life?
0: Yeah, good question. So text us in your answer on 0491 064 And our next question, please, Matthew.
1: Gladly. Next question is, where was Jesus when he quoted from Psalms 31 and verse 5? So where was Jesus when he quoted from Psalms 31 verse 5? Who, your hand, I commit my spirit. So that's a clue there.
0: Yeah. Okay, so I'll read that one again. Where was Jesus when he quoted from Psalm 31 verse 5? Into your hand I commit my spirit. That is actually a reasonably well-known quote. And a reasonably well, very well known place as well, or where, where where Jesus was at that time. So again, I'll read out those first two questions, along with his unabated vigor. Which of Moses' senses never grew weak during his life? That's the first question. Second one: Where was Jesus when he quoted from Psalm thirty-one verse five? Into your hand I commit. My spirit. Okay. Text in your answers on 0491 And remember to state it or star it. If you want to play but you don't want to go into the draw for our prizes that are drawn on Friday morning, then put a star next to it. And we know that you want to play but you don't want to actually go in the draw. And, Shell, do we have our ad to play for the book Convicted? Because there are two books this week. Can you play the ad for us, please? he was a troublemaker an angry kid with no reason to play by the rules then on halloween night he got caught driving a getaway car loaded with cash drugs and guns now 16 year old andrew mitchell is going behind bars for a long long time Yet it was in solitary confinement that he first tasted true freedom. One copy of the Living Bible in the hands of this very bored teenager had an effect that no one in his life expected. Read the whole story in the book, Convicted. There it is for you, the ad about convicted. You want to have that book in your home. It is a powerful story. And the other book, of course, is The um, in the Trip Into the Supernatural with Roger, Roger Morneau. So text us in your answer, 0491 064 669. We just want to let you know that we are unfortunately having some technical hitches also with our texts coming in, but that we're hoping to get that resolved. Shell is on the phone texting our key guys at the top, um, hoping to get that that through, so please keep your texts coming through as well as your answers to the quiz questions, and we will attend to those. That number again: zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Matthew, yes. news. The we news. have some news. What have you got to share with us this morning?
1: Absolutely, as Danny would say. I have some juicy news to share. Ah, yeah,
0: you know Danny Wells, and he does like those lines. Okay, what have you got for us? Where are we going? I think one of them was for Gaza. Where's the other one too?
1: So it will still be connected to Gaza as well, where the first one is talking about the current situation there in the Middle East, and I'd like to read the situation. It's quite interesting because it says, for instance, a line here from Christian News' website. That's the premier Christian News' website. It says here, people have nowhere to go, and are drinking seawater. Mm. The Christian Middle East charity says this. Wow, people have nowhere to go and are drinking seawater. Now, what comes to mind... That's
0: really hard, isn't it? Because I think, you know, uh, fresh water for all of us is really important. And we know that when we have, you know, have you ever put salt into some water, yes. like at home? Yep. And what do you find that does when you drink it?
1: It hydrates you.
0: It does too, but it also makes Helps you that all. little bit more thirsty, doesn't it, with the salt. Yes. Like fresh water actually hydrates you really well, doesn't it? But we all rely and we know that, that water and bread are the key key things that we need to have to survive well. Now, yeah. for them, they're actually struggling because they're actually needing to drink seawater. There's nothing around, of course, uh, for them. And, you know, the pictures of that, you know, I looked at them at the news yesterday as well, and the pictures are pretty devastating. Devastating of what is actually happening there with the families and people fleeing, but also the young children as well, especially, aren't they?
1: Absolutely, and I mean we can relate to these kind of events of human suffering. For instance, I go back to the Maui events and what happened. <coughs> pardon me, where the people, because their cars were on fire, they go into the sea. Now this is a totally different uh, incident, but back to seawater. Mm. What does it mean when the struggle is real? People resort to drastic measures, and uh, I just want to relate. For myself personally, like me and my wife, the bills and things back you know, five, ten years ago were easy to pay. With the rent uh, at the moment, it's going up, food prices mm-hmm. are going up, mm. the struggles is real. But this is a case situation where war has impended that continual struggle just to get by in life. And I'm just glad that in Australia, we haven't really hit any of those kind of incidences at the moment where we're put in a misplaced situation where we have to go to extremes like in this case. But the book of Amos tells us that there is going to be shortages, but nothing more than the word of God. Can I read that to Mm, you?
0: Absolutely. Read it for us.
1: So it says here in Amos chapter 8, and I'm going to where it says, uh, basically it says, oh, here we go, in verse 11. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread, Not a thirst for water, as we just discussed, but of hearing the words of the Lord. Mm. There's a prophetic inference that one day we will not have access to our Bibles
0: very very true absolutely hey and here in the in the case of gaza um you know the the physical needs are so crucial and important and i love the fact that jesus when he was on this earth he fulfilled the physical needs of the people and the spiritual needs would actually you know, be fulfilled you know as they came and sometimes you know as christians we might try and give people spiritual food but the actual needs are their physical stuff and here in the case of gaza and what's even happening in israel um there's so much drama there, isn't there? And we've actually Absolutely. covered a few stories already on that. We also had Pastor Justin Lawman on that earlier this week as well. Um, knowing that Israel doesn't feature in prophecy, but that this is all all pointing to the fact that Jesus is coming soon, because we're told that rumours of wars and you know famines and all those, and earthquakes will actually increase in every way. So we just need to keep praying for the, the people there in every way for their safety and well-being and that they can soon have water as well. Uh, Yeah, we've got one really quick segment, I think, and we've got like probably just a couple of minutes left that we can actually cover, Yep,
1: Absolutely. So this is related to what we're just talking about now, Danuta. You shared something really poignantly important, that uh, we've got to meet the physical needs and that makes Mm. people be susceptible to the spiritual needs because they're in pain, they're not going to hear anything. Absolutely. So remove the pain, they're susceptible to spiritual things. Now, on spiritual notes... We have here Pope Francis mm-hmm. making a comment, and his comment is on the same channel, Premier Christian News. Pope Francis calls for humanitarian corridors to help those under siege in Gaza. So mm. he's a pivotal kind of spokesperson, a worldwide figurehead that is making an announcement for the whole world to hear. Now, I'd like to read a, a Bible, Bible verse which shows why he is actually especially a person to be heard to the audience. I don't mm. know I can read it now just yep. quickly. Okay, so over in Revelation chapter 13, verse 3, it says this. And I saw one of his heads as if it had been more. Wounded and his deadly wound was healed We're not going to go too much into that but this part here And all the world marvelled and followed The beast. Now prophetically we won't Go into the studies now. Danny has a show Correct me if I'm wrong Shelley which is called the Looking Up series and the last two shows were Talking about the beast and the beast we're not talking about A dragon but a kingdom. We're just talking about the power
0: Yes so, so Danny covers That really well too. Really so really Yep Aaron. so be li- listening in for Looking Up. show. when is that one actually On please?
2: That one's on Wednesday From 3.30 to 5.30 but yeah they've come covered that in the last two weeks so if you want to go and check out the podcast of the last two shows you'll get some great information on that
0: ah fantastic thanks so so much so with that
1: just a basic touch when the pope speaks the world listens when the his kingdom speaks the world listens that's all Mm. you're listening to the breakfast show podcast on faith fm positively
2: different
0: we're really excited that you are listening to our show we Still don't know if the text, know the text messages still aren't coming through, but please keep them coming. Okay, it is time for our next quiz question, number three, please, Matthew.
1: Gladly. So this question is, what will the lion and the ox both eat in heaven? Mm. Awesome. Let's share that again. So what will the lion and the ox both eat in heaven?
0: Mm, Good question, Mm. isn't it? And here's a clue. We don't give you the answers. Every now and then our answer has slipped out, hasn't it, Shell? But not today. One you thought yesterday would almost slip out for me, but it didn't. (laughs) So here the interesting thing is it's not the sort of typical stuff you'd think of these days as what the lion and ox actually eat. And, of course, in heaven it's going to be different. What will the lion and the ox both eat in heaven? Sorry? Sorry?
2: One of the animals does eat it. You know. Well, that's true. That's that's true.
1: And that's not to be confused with eating the ox itself, say for instance, something from McDonald's. You know,
0: there's
1: a joke that goes like this. Um, the quickest way to the pearly gates is through the golden arches.
0: No, yeah, everyone knows that one sort of thing. Hey, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. we, we know that one, but I say the quickest way to have, you know, through the pearly gates is through Jesus Christ.
1: Amen. Absolutely. That's what we say
0: here on Faith F. And that question again, what will will the lion and the ox both eat in In heaven heaven. text us your answer zero four nine one zero six four six six nine and you'll go in the draw for the book convicted and the trip to the supernatural hey we've actually got jennifer skews on the line today hello jennifer are you there I'm here. Welcome <laughs> back. Always so good to have you every morning, week, Jennifer. Jennifer. We've got Matthew it's, on today. Yes, us. yes,
2: I heard. Yeah. Oh, welcome
1: to Matthew. Yes. <laughs> welcome to you, Jennifer. It's a yes. pleasure to have you. Thank
0: you. It's good to be here. Absolutely. Of course, Jennifer always covers on emotional health. We love, we love your segments every time, Jennifer. And we've been talking about the emotional roller coaster the last couple mm-hmm. of times or so. Just fascinating, fascinating stuff. Where are we going today? We can. Continuing with that or we going on to something new?
2: Well the thing of emotions is huge because it actually rules us. You know, emotions drive our stress, our anxiety, our depression, our decisions in life, our relationships. So it's a major player. Um, And so we're going to spend a bit of time continuing on this journey. I've got quite a lot of information to help one understand the emotional roller coaster, how we can develop um, a a stronger emotions, you know, more balanced and how we can get off that roller coaster. So we're on a bit of a journey here. Love it. Well, I do too, because it's important because if emotions are out of order, um, and we're suffering emotionally, life is miserable. Mm. It is. And we make terrible decisions. We make lots of mistakes. People don't like us when we're emotionally all over the place. It's uh, not a good place to be. Mm,
0: absolutely. And I've certainly found that in my life when, you know, at, at those moments, life is not good when you're on in that space. So, mm. so what have you got for us on that today, please?
2: Okay. Well, we started recently, I think it might have been last week on a week before on the IQ, our intelligence, which is important, but the EQ is more important at this time, and that's our, we talked about our emotional quotient, which is your emotional intelligence, the capacity to, um, as they put it, mature emotionally, to Mm. be yeah emotionally balanced so when we achieve that and that's partly what we're looking at there are lots of positives to have that emotional intelligence and so we're just going to look at a few of those Mm -hmm. and the first one when we are balanced emotionally and we're in control of our emotions and we are more mature we are we have better persistence. We can stay with things. We don't sort of jump all over the place. And I know that's one of my indicators when I'm at home and emotionally I'm all over the place and I'm doing something here and doing something there and I'm frustrated. I can't persist. I can't, you know, fully achieve. Mm. So that's that's telling me. One of the things I do is I live in a beautiful place. I've got to look into a rainforest. So I go and get myself a herbal tea and sit outside for minutes might read a bit of the word or something and I find that just refocuses me emotionally Mm. and I can get back in and I can persist and achieve the goal I can finish what I'm doing
0: I love what you're saying so you're basically saying Jennifer stop what you're doing really in that spot don't keep trying to to push through because when you try and push through yes it will just keep getting worse
2: Oh, it gets worse. And I mean, then we end up with a, a day where that's when we get depressed. We feel frustrated. I didn't do anything today. What's wrong with me? Well, it's your emotional brain you're running, which is the right brain link. In the frontal cortex, we've got left and right brain. So your right brain is to do with um, a link through to the emotions. And when that is highly activated, we're running on emotions. That's when we have that roller coaster effect. Mm, and the clarity of thought just goes out yeah. the window. Absolutely. So when I stop and I go outside in a better environment and focus my attention on something, I'm allowing my left brain, my thinking intelligent brain to take over again and balance that out Mm. and and do some breathing. Mm, yeah, do I, your breathing. I remember mm. you keep
0: coming back to the breathing every yep. time. I like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And what yeah. is the best way for people to find out what works for them? Is it when they actually find, yes, tell us, what is the best way for them to know what works for them? Because I'm like mm. you, I find going out into nature. Um, yes. Or in the case of like on Sunday, I sat outside, had the fountain mm-hmm. fountain on under the pergola, oh, and lovely. just mm. enjoyed that. So yes. if I can't actually go down to a park, I'll do it outside with the fountain. So that works for you and myself. What about, you know, how can people discover what works best for them?
2: Well, it's working with the five senses Mm -hmm. because, and this is where the sense of sight, sound, touch, taste and smell. So doing something, you know, I've got my sister loves to do jigsaws. And when she's all over the place, she'll go and just work on a jigsaw she's got out on the table, and that helps the brain to go left, right, left, right, mm. smaller, larger. So that's a very good one to get the brain back focused, anything that's going to focus your attention. Love it. And it might, might be a particular book you have, it might be a piece of music you like, but it's to the chaos and step back, and this is where it's what we call more mindful where you're focusing in the present and you're actually achieving something by doing something constructive. Mm. Yeah, I find the other one I like doing, which might be bizarre and I've got a friend who does that, when they're in that state they go and do some washing, put the washing on and do
0: something. Oh true. I would stay away from that one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I always
2: feel a bit more grounded. Yes, Matthew.
1: Yes, I was gonna ask, so if I get this right, you're saying use your senses, so that means find healthy ways to stimulate your senses. Is that correct?
2: Yes, that is correct. And it's using the senses to focus back in the present to get the left, right brain back on balance again because you're doing too much of that emotional content that goes through the right brain into the emotional brain. So if we step back to the left side of the brain, which is your thinking, rational brain, and we go, okay, what can I see? What can I hear? Do a mindful walk where you're going to go for a walk and listen to the birds or look at the different gardens around you or flowers or plants. And mm-hmm. that brings you back to the present and balances it out.
1: Now, I've got to give you some credit there because I used to watch this show. I forgot the name of it totally, but there was a lady who mm-hmm. she was um, quite an expert at helping uh, bakeries to be developed properly, so they look really nice. Oh, now, yeah. When the tradies would come in um, – there's sometimes when, uh, well, the owner's there with the with the owner of the bakery is there with this this particular specialist lady and the tradies, and he'd have a moment of stress, and so what he, she would advise is let's go and have a tea. So yeah. you're sharing that importance of taking a step back, isn't that correct? With that left right yes. brain function
2: absolutely focus off the problem or what the, the the emotional chaos you're feeling and go and do something. It's a focused attention thing.
1: Fantastic.
2: And. Yeah, and it involves the five senses and it works every time. So that's better And you've got than, to keep doing it. So that's better than mm, thinking that's, that's
1: better than just panicking, isn't it? Um, getting all stressed, Absolutely. worked up, anxious. Mm. Uh, because you're letting mm. all your thoughts kinda of clash in your mind where you're saying, Hey, that's take it. a deep breath. Just go and go <laughs> in the sunshine, <laughs> the fresh air and get some sort of semblance by coming uh yes. back to a universal awareness of things. Yes, yeah.
2: even having a sun bath when you just go, right, the sun's out, let's take my chair or go, I've got somewhere nice I can sit, and just to let the sun on the skin and start to feel the warmth and you'll find your body relaxing. Oh, wow. That, mm, that's
1: very powerful. Now that begs another question. Isn't that like how in England there's a continual overcast and they go for a condition called um, SAD? Mm-hmm. Uh, it,
2: uh, yeah, it's seasonal affective
1: disorder. disorder. And that's why you're yeah. suggesting we should be more in the sunshine. Yes. Right.
2: Yes. And in countries like that where they don't have the sunshine, they use sun lamps. And it's a couple of times a week, about 10 minutes is enough to keep that mood up. Oh, wow. So it mm. Gives you the sunlight. They've done studies in European countries where they don't have a lot of sunlight. Mm. So there's things we can do. Um, and, and this is where the one we did talk about, which is very powerful initially, is that heart connection, heart brain connection. Mm,
0: that's and, right.
2: And what, Yeah, and when you focus your attention, you're doing that. When you're in nature, the heart-brain connects. But doing the breathing, that slow five in, five out, focused attention on the heart, it calms it down, and immediately the left-right brain will start to focus.
1: Wow, this is cool stuff. I love
2: that.
0: Right. Mm. Okay, mm. so we've got balanced and more mature and being more mature and we've got the yes. heart-brain connection. What are some yes. of the other key points that you have?
2: Okay, well, one of the things when you are in balance like that and you are functioning well emotionally, you're more optimistic. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. And I find that people who are pessimistic are usually very emotionally driven and it's so negative Yes. They see the bad in everything, and nothing goes right. you talk to them; I a terrible day, and you hear their misery because they're pessimistic. Yes. So, being the optimist is um, a, a really helpful way. So, look at—well, there's that song. Look at the bright side of life. But looking, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> looking at something—what um, did you learn out of it? Turn it from the, the negative a to positive. a positive. Mm. Fantastic. Mm, yeah. mm. So that's, I do help people with that sort of thing. And they're often those seemingly simple things that make a big difference. Uh, So it's the mindset, where the mind is focused is very powerful in your emotional well-being. Um, Another one is when you are functioning well and you've got that emotional intelligence happening, you can solve problems a lot more easily. Mm. You'll find something will come and go, oh, I'll do it that way. And it's very focused and very balanced, and it really lifts the lifts you up emotionally because here's a problem, and I, I knew how to solve it. And, and this is where I find also as a Christian, I mean, God can work with you and inspire you when you are emotionally balanced. Amen. Mm. Mm. Agree.
0: Agree very much.
2: Yeah, and that's where God's Spirit can move and suggest things. And I find often I get those light bulb moments when I'm functioning well. Oh, what do I want to do about this? And bing, out it comes. This solve the problem, and they're often little things that are frustrating. A simple solution that I couldn't think of.
0: Yes, and I I love the fact that you're saying yes. We need to be, you know, we function so much better, uh, you know, and hear God's voice at those times. So we
2: do. Yeah, and I find that when we are out of balance emotionally, the hardest thing to do is focus on God to read the Word or to remember Bible verses or whatever we like to do. And that's why just putting on some praise music, singing a song, mm. you know, singing some praise music or something, a simple song um, about God or about Jesus, I find really focuses you.
0: Absolutely, I do too. Mm. Yes. <laughs> mm.
2: So there's lots of good things we can do. Um, And when we're functioning well, we're more creative. Mm. We're more able to express our creativity. And I'm not talking about painting and drawing. Uh, We all have a creative capacity. Someone who works with maths is a creative person. A bookkeeper is creating. So it's not about the um, thing of getting out and, oh, I have to go and draw and paint and do all those things. Being creative, creative thinking is very powerful. And when we're functioning well emotionally, we can think outside the box. We can be creative. Mm -hmm. So I think that's an important one. Also, we can have better cooperation. When we're functioning well like that, it's easier to go with people, to compromise, to cooperate with what's happening. So that's another positive. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, you'll find people who are well-balanced emotionally are more trustworthy and dependable. Oh,
0: agree, 100%. -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. Because you will find that, When you're all in that chaos, you can't, you know, when people are like that, you ask them to do something and they're feeling so chaotic, they forget or they don't get it right. And they're not reliable. Mm -hmm. And it's not deliberate. It's because of the, the functioning of their brain.
0: Absolutely. Love love those tips, Jennifer. Just really great things. And both Matt and I have been writing them down as well because <laughs> oh, yes, we sure. like to remember them for ourselves as well as remind our listeners. But our time has just run short. So thank you so much again, Jennifer. We look forward to a continuation on this next week and um, yeah, being emotionally healthy and balanced. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.